So I'm going to welcome up Robin now. Robin is going to be speaking on refreshment and is closing our renewal service. So Robin, do you want to come on up? I believe I'll leave you this with stand. Ali's going to pass you a mic in just a second. <laughs> yeah, God, I pray that you would bless Robin. Would you anoint what she's prepared now? Would you give us open hearts and minds to receive your word this morning? Amen. 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 Thank you, Holly. Well, good morning, everyone. It's really great to be here. Um, so my name's Robin. If we've not met before, it's really great to be with you. So as Holly said, we're finishing off our renewal series. And this series has been thinking about how we God can bring renewal into our lives. And if you've missed any of those talks, I really want to encourage you to go back and check them out on our website or on YouTube. Um, because our vision for our Highgrove Church family as we move forward into this slightly unknown season um, is not simply that we go back to doing things the way they were, but actually we believe that God wants to bring renewal into our church family life and also into our personal lives um, so that we can be living abundant lives um, and faithfully following him and serving the world. And the world is so in need at the moment, so we want to be agents of change and bringing the kingdom into this place and into this world. So that all might sound really great, but I imagine there's some people here who, like me at the moment, are just feeling a bit weary and maybe a bit flat. You might have just feel like you're kind of crawled to the end of the term. You might be fed up of having to isolate again. Um, maybe you're just desperate for some time off or you're really in need of a holiday. Um, I feel you, um, and I'm sure many of us are feeling like that today. But I really want to say that a holiday is sometimes great, but sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes we can't get the time off work. Sometimes with family commitments, um, it's just not possible. Or sometimes holidays as well. I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes with holidays, you end up driving around lots of places, seeing lots of people, doing lots of things. And you sometimes get to the end of a holiday and you feel more tired than when you left. So sometimes a holiday doesn't actually give us that renewal and rest that we, our kind of souls really deeply need. And I really truly believe today that God wants to give us that rest and renewal that we need. So we're going to be looking at some passages in Isaiah that think about this rest and renewal that God offers and how we can access it. Um, so Isaiah was a prophet. He was a man who shared God's messages with his people, with God's people. And we're picking up the message where Isaiah is dressing the people as they're in exile in Babylon. So it's kind of a, under a foreign occupation and living in a different culture, maybe similar to how we're kind of feeling in this kind of strange COVID world. It's, it doesn't, it feels foreign, it feels strange. Um, and we're going to be reading Isaiah 55, 1 to 3, which hopefully is going to come up on the screen. Here we go. Invitation to the thirsty. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come and buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the riches of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you might live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. So what's going on here? Well, it's an invitation to come. But who's being invited? Well, in Isaiah's day, um, the people would have been living in a subsistence kind of economy. So it, their main preoccupation was 
getting enough food and drink to survive. So it was a real kind of hand-to-mouth kind of experience, similar to how maybe some people in our world today are still living. And they're invited to come to the waters, which is this kind of metaphorical place where God is, where they can find water and buy food without money. And God is promising that when they come, he will freely provide what they need each day. But it's not just kind of refreshed and nourished with the bare essentials. But as we look at the first, um, first go back to the first slide, in this first section, Jesus, uh, sorry, God is offering wine and milk, which are kind of symbolised in the Bible as kind of indulgence or abundance they're a luxury and God is so God is promising to kind of extravagantly meet their needs not just with water but with wine and milk as well but how is this kind of passage relevant to us today when we live in a world where there's food in the supermarkets most of the time when there's not a kind of panic buying going on and we have water in the taps and all most of our kind of basic survival needs are met what does it speak to our needs what, what are near needs? I think today, as I said, and what Ali really said as well when she was talking, is that we're in this kind of place of rebuilding and maybe you're feeling that kind of weariness and you're just kind of, you've got this daunting future ahead of you and not quite sure what's gonna, what the future's going to look like. And maybe you're just in that place of just feeling exhausted. And I really think that we've got this kind of thirst or hunger in our souls that need refreshing and renewing. Does this passage kind of speak to that need? Well, prophecies in the Old Testament, they're, they're really awesome because there's often quite a lot of layers to them. So as well as um, God talking just about their kind of physical needs and wanting to kind of provide for their physical needs, um, the Isaiah, um, sorry, God's people in Isaiah's time, they were constantly rejecting God and trying to live life without him. They were doing things their own way and often kind of being influenced by this kind of foreign culture around them. So Isaiah asks him this question. If we go back to slide two in the second section, it says, why spend money on what is not bread and you labour on what does not satisfy? So they're trying to live God's, sorry, they're trying to live their own way, not God's way, which is the best way. And I wonder, do we do this? Do we try and work hard and live our own way? Do we try and kind of labour and spend time on things which don't actually ultimately satisfy us? Do we spend money or time on different escapes when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling weary or tired or fearful? Do we try and satisfy those needs in our own ways rather than going to God? So for me, um, just being vulnerable before you guys, um, my main escape um, growing up is always to go to TV and film. I love just going to watch a film at the end of the day when I'm pretty tired just to kind of escape and lose myself in the story. But also with TV, sometimes I could end up um, spending an hour or two or sometimes all night kind of binge watching a TV series just so that I can switch my brain off, disconnect myself from that feeling of exhaustion. But I found growing up that this kind of cycle of kind of binge watching TV or watching films um, eventually it kind of makes me feel numb. I don't know if you've experienced that kind of feeling of just feeling disconnected from yourself, from your emotions. Um, it made me feel disconnected from others and especially it made me feel disconnected from God because I just couldn't bear come before him with all that sense of shame and guilt. So like Isaiah says here, um, I was spending money and wasting time on Netflix to try and rest because it did not satisfy and I found it didn't satisfy. 
And you might be here this morning and you might also have your own ways of trying to satisfy that feeling of kind of thirsting or hungering for more in life. You might enjoy having a glass of wine at the end of the day when it's been a really stressful day. Maybe you enjoy reading books to kind of lose yourself in the fantasy of someone else's kind of story. Maybe it's going on a great holiday and that you just work until you can have that holiday where you can rest. And just to be clear, I'm not saying that these things are bad, but I think that they don't ultimately meet that need in our hearts and our souls of rest and refreshment. So what does God offer as an alternative? Well, he abundantly provides for our need. But also, if we go on to slide three, um, he affirms our love. He affirms the love for, the, uh, for his people and he reaffirms the commitment that he's made for them. So um, to, the, to King David, he made the commitment that I will be with you, I will be your God, and that through David's line, he will bring a saviour to sort of heal them from this kind of broken relationship with God. So I want to look at how do we also experience that love and refreshment for ourselves? Well, I love in this passage, constantly the word is come, come, come before God. And that is not always easy. It requires effort. Sometimes when we're exhausted, that is really hard to come. But we are invited to come. So a few years ago, I was in time of worship, um, similar to the worship time that we're going to have at the end. And I'm really looking forward to having more time to sing together. Um, and like in this Isaiah passage today, I was feeling I had nothing to give. I was going through a bit of time in my life where I had quite bad mental health. I was feeling really low. I was exhausted all the time. I was stressed. I was really fearful about quite a lot of things. And I got trapped in this kind of cycle of watching TV to try and alleviate that pain. So I was feeling really shameful and guilty about that as well. And in this time of worship, I just decided to come before God and just lay it all bare and just say, like, God, here it is. Here's my shame. Here's my guilt, my complete exhaustion. I've got nothing to give, but here I am. And in that place of worship, I experienced God's love. He reaffirmed who I was, that I was a daughter and I was loved by him. And then I was also reminded of his commitment to us. And I'm just going to share this picture that God gave me in that time of worship. So I saw a picture of myself and Jesus was standing before me and he was huge, like absolutely covered me. He was massive. And I was like tiny little person, huge Jesus. So, so much so that if you were to look at Jesus, you wouldn't be able to see me because I was hidden behind him. I was hidden in him. And I really felt that this was a kind of reminder of what the gospel message is that um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.30. It says that we are in him and he has become for us righteousness, holiness and redemption. So us, what Jesus did on that cross means that we can be in him, that he became for us our redemption, our forgiveness, but also our righteousness, our standing before God. So much so that when God looks at us, he doesn't see us and our sin and our brokenness. He just sees Jesus. And in that place of worship, after 23 years of struggling, I could finally say, I am not good enough. I'm broken. I'm a mess. But actually, Jesus is enough. And that's enough for me. And that was so freeing. That was a place where I kind of got that refreshment because I knew I was loved. I was reaffirmed of that position identity. And I was able to say, I'm not enough, but God is. And then finally, in that place, I received the Holy Spirit. 
And I, um, all, how I can describe it is it was a feeling of I'd been like really tense for years and years, just striving to be good enough. And in that place, I just was able to relax. And the Holy Spirit just filled me with peace. And I ended up just standing still for about an hour because I was like, I don't want to move. I don't want to move from this place. I just feel so peaceful. Um, but when I eventually did, I just felt this a sense of like letting go of all the fear and the worry and just being able to be free, to just be myself, knowing that I wasn't enough, but Jesus was, and experiencing that peace. And I'd love to say that I continued in that place of peace, um, and I'm still in that place all the time, every day. Um, but unfortunately, life gets in the way, and um, I still have those old kind of patterns of behaviour, which when I feel overwhelmed, I do sometimes still go to those places of watching TV and Netflix. Even preparing this talk, I was feeling a bit overwhelmed, so I ended up binge-watching WandaVision, which I would recommend, but um, watching it all in one go is maybe not the best. Um, so I'm still broken, I'm still not perfect, I'm still not um, where I want to be, but I know those truths that I will always be loved every time every time I go to God that love will always be there waiting for me I know that I'm always forgiven and that always when God looks at me because of what Jesus did he will always see Jesus's righteousness instead of mine and I know that offer of peace is always available when I come before God every day and say I'm not enough I'm not good enough I can't do this on my own but you are God and we thank you for that so if you're here this morning and you are just feeling that sense of brokenness or weariness or exhaustion I really want to encourage you as we go into this time of worship I believe that actually in that place God can bring that sense of refreshment and renewal in our lives so that we can step out and be changers of world and bringing the kingdom into this world knowing that we are loved that we are forgiven and we can experience God's peace in every situation. So I want to invite you to stand up if you want to. Um, sometimes I just find kind of physically giving ourselves, um, putting our hands out if you want to, and just kind of physically um, positioning yourself of surrender. If you want to this morning, just in your hearts, um, just spend some time just kind of giving to God all any kind of fears you might feel like you're carrying, any burdens, any worries, and just give it to God. Jesus says um, somewhere in the Bible, I'm sure it is, about that you can lay all your burdens on God because he cares for you. And that is true this morning, that God loves you. And that our privilege and is that we can lay it all before God. So Annie's just going to play a bit of worship and we're just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come now. Yeah, Holy Spirit, may you come. May you bring that refreshment, that renewal into our hearts, in the deepest parts of our souls. And as we wait, I just encourage you just to give over to yourself, give yourselves over to God. Any brokenness, any fear, any worries that you're holding at this time and just give it to God. And we're just going to spend some time waiting for the Holy Spirit to come and bring that refreshment. Come God.